This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Episode 354 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... I find I'm excited. I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I make it across the border. I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. I hope. Shawshank. Yeah. I was, try- I was trying to give it a little Morgan Freeman there. I, I, I don't have the, the voice for it, but, you know, <laughs> I wanted to do him some justice. <laughs> Andy Dufresne was my friend. <laughs> That is one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, Shawshank's good. Like, I mean, it's not as good. I mean, it's like one of the greatest movies ever made, probably. Yeah? I think so. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like the movie a lot, but, like, there are very few movies that, like, hold, like... Like, you could show that movie to anybody, and they would like it. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are other movies that you could say, like, I mean, they're very good movies. Like, like you know, especially in Stephen King, like, like The Green Mile. It's a really good movie, but, like, not everybody's going to like that. And, you know, and I get not everybody likes a Star Wars or a Star Trek or, or whatever. But, like, I feel like Shawshank is, like, universal. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those few movies that, like, even though it takes place in a prison and it's, and it's you know it's dated you know I mean it, it's it's a period piece in many ways uh-huh. you know it's like it's just this universal picture that I just don't think like like I can't think of like anybody who would like be like yeah that sucks you know like any yeah. any group of people I guess I mean there's always gonna be somebody somebody doesn't appeal to I get that but I'm just saying like universally amongst most groups of people yeah you know there are very few that look at that and go you know that's a piece of garbage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just you don't see that. It's like one of those universally appealing movies that, like, all groups tend to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know nerds like it. Um, cinema files like it. The average person enjoys it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a very... It, it, it plays well across all groups of people. Yeah. It's kind of my point. And, like, it's just a really good movie. Yeah. You know. It's good. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how well it holds up. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't either. Like, I was just, like, I was going to look for a quote, and then, like, I, IMDb had it listed as, like, a, a 
you know, top movie. Uh-huh. So I was like, Shawshank. We've never used a Shawshank quote. Yeah. And there's a ton of them in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Andy Dufresne crawled through three miles of shit <laughs> and came out clean. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's classic. You know, but I don't know. It's like, I, it's like one of those movies I was thinking about today because I, I was, you know, I was using the quote and I was like, is there anybody who doesn't like that movie? I'm, I'm sure Thad will write in and tell us it's a piece of garbage, but that's Thad. <laughs> right. You know, whatever group of people he falls under, I'm not quite sure. Right. But, um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, uh, and, and of course, now I like, I'm like thinking to myself, man, I want to watch it. Yeah. But like, it's also like, that's a three hour <laughs> set, you know? <laughs> right. It's a long movie. But it's a really good one. I don't yeah. know. It's very strange. Ugh. So I watched two movies this week. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. I watched Frozen 2. Okay. Which I liked. Okay. Yeah. I've heard many people say it's better than the original. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I I liked them both. Yeah. Equally, I guess. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, real good. And I watched the new Terminator. Well, what were your thoughts on Dark Fate? I fucking loved it. Is it? It's one of the best, better, I say best. Yeah. Uh, but I put it in right after two. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great film. Yeah. It's not a bad movie at all. No. That's what's like. It's mind baffling how, I mean, how I, this bombed. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's that whole situation of fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not going to fall for this a third time. And I get that. You know, but still, like, it is mind-numbing because it's actually a really good movie. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Like, it told, told a great story, and Lim- Ham- Lindy Hamilton was fantastic, and, and even Arnold was very good at it, and, like, the story that they had. Like, it, it, it's a really good fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah. And, like, a lot of flashback scenes. And yeah. I thought it was good. I had no complaints. It kept my interest the entire time. The CGI looked good. The Terminators looked good. Yeah, like, it, it was a really well done movie. Yeah, and, and like, it disappoints me that like that story is not going to be continued. Yeah, because it was it's a really good story. Yeah, it was a good reboot type of story. Yeah, like the death of John in the beginning. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought that made sense. Like in every little bit, like even like I, that's just. We're gonna spoil the movie at this point, but like even like the point where like it's not that she's carrying the future hero of all mankind, she is the future of all mankind. Yeah, like I like that again, like because like Linda Hamilton's like, yeah, your 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 future child is going to lead us lead the rebellion. That's why they want to kill you. Because I mean that's the story that's been told. Yeah, right. You know, and when it gets turned upside down like that, you're like, oh shit. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's like really, really good. I, I, I and I, I really liked. And I, I, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Um, the one who came back in time. Yeah, yeah. Let me find her because I. The half cyborg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Just come on. Where? Do do. Of course, I'm not going to find it right away. 
There it is. Mackenzie Davis, that's her name. That's the actress's name. Because I've liked her in other things. Um, she was in Halt and Catch Fire, which was a great show. And um, she was also, she, she played a, not a big part, but an important part in um, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. So, like, I, I as an actress, I liked her a lot. Uh, she was also in The Martian. Um, but I don't think she was as big in, in The Martian. Yeah. But, um... But she like she, this is like I thought this was like would be a great breakout role for her, uh-huh. and and she was really good in it. Yeah, like I liked her role a lot, and like I'm bummed out that again like you know this kind of bombed and because it was like so well done. It was, you know. I didn't have any problems with it at all. No, there wasn't a single part in this movie that I was like eh, stupid. Nah. Gabriel Luna as the Terminator was really good. Yeah, you know, like I, there was a lot to like about this movie, and I'm, 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 I'm really bummed out that it didn't do better. Yeah, it was strange that it didn't because it was just really good. Yeah, I mean, like you would have thought word of mouth would have picked up on that <laughs> movie. Like people would have, like I know I tried to, I you know, with this podcast, but you know our reach goes from here to across the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, so I would say like if you have an opportunity to catch it on 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 Blu-ray or you know give it a try because I, I, I if you're a fran- fan of the first two movies I think this this is this is a really really good successor to the second movie yeah you know if you ignore everything else that you've seen in three and in, in Salvation and Genesis that you just go with this movie as the actual sequel to the second movie it plays very well. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so good. Yeah. I loved how the the Terminator can break out of the other Terminator. Yeah. Like, it was like a liquid, but it had a metallic skeleton, so you had two and one. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... That was wicked. Yeah. That was really neat. Yeah, there were a lot of good things to like about that movie. Yeah. You know. And all the stuff, like, I mean, even like, you know... I mean, you know, the, the the relationship between Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, the, the, their characters, yeah, was, was like really good. Like, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, there is some horror shit to go. Like the whole thing, like how they got away, like you know, go into the military base, just get on the airplane and take off. Like, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, this isn't gonna happen. But like for the most part, though, I mean, you just you ran with it because like the rest of the story was really good that they were telling. Yeah, you know, I actually like the part on the plane though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, as an action scene, like as as a story, it, like I was like, hmm, yeah. you know. But the action sequence that was involved with that was really, really good. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh shit. <coughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. I understand why people didn't like this movie or go yeah. see it. I just, I thought it was just a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely better than anything they've put out since too. Yeah. I thought. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, thumbs up for me. Yeah. I'll watch it again. Yeah. I've already watched it twice. Yeah. So, So, yeah, it was good. I don't think I watched anything else since. I have not watched the new Picard yet. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. Is this the one with number one in it? Yeah, with um, Jonathan Thrakes and. Yeah. Yeah, Maria Straits. Yeah, I'll say this much. I mean, it's a fan service episode because they're in it. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not because it does push the story forward in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's very it's it's a it's a very good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was really like cuz I thought like when I was like, "Oh man, you know, hmm. this isn't going to be but it was it was, it was really well done and <laughs> I the thing I've liked about this is like you know, the next generation in particular was guilty of like trying to paint and I know it was Roddenberry trying to paint this like happy, happy, joy, joy future. Mm. You know? And you know, it turns out that like, well, maybe yeah, that's how things are on Earth, but the rest of space isn't that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it like there there there's a dark edge to the rest of the universe that like, you know, yeah, maybe on Earth we've we've eliminated like poverty and monetary needs, but like the rest of the space doesn't work this way, right? right. You know, and I, I I've liked that about it. It's it's get you know, not not that like everything needs to have this dark edge to it, but it just it feels more real now. Yeah, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like it's it's like the way Roddenberry paints the future. And I applaud him for having that type of vision to say, like, you know, you know, this is how the world should be, and you know, this is how life should be, and you know, maybe these are the things that we should be striving for. But in all honesty, we're all flawed creatures who are always going to strive for what can propel us forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, a- ambition, pride, greed—these are all parts of the, the human, the right, human right, experience right. that. You know, Picard always is trying to tell Q about, you know, and so, you know, like when the rest of the, of space, the rest of the frontier is, is not nearly as perfect and happy, happy, joy, joy. Right. It makes me happy in a way because I feel like now it feels a little bit more real. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I thought it started off like that. It did, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It does. John Luke is very, uh, to- a tortured soul. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that was the, but that was the problem. Like Roddenberry, like, especially like with the f- the first few seasons of the Next Generation, like they all had to get along. Yeah. Well, that's not good storytelling, right? You know what I mean? Like, yes, they can all be friends, <laughs> but they can disagree with each other. Yeah. Like, they can have conflict amongst themselves. Right. You know, it doesn't all everybody. It, it doesn't have to be a kumbaya experience. Right. And Roddenberry refused to let that happen. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. This is this is a this is a, a pristine future, and like you know, everybody gets along. There's no you know hatred. And like that wouldn't be the case at all. I mean, and they. I only like any good show has never portrayed that. Right. Right. You know, like it, there's always got to be intercharacter conflict of some type. Sure. You know, the conflict doesn't always have to come from the exterior; it has to come from the interior as well. And like, but and not that like you know, it's not like he goes back to to Will and Troy, and they're like, "Get the fuck off our land." You know <laughs> right. what I mean? But I mean, but there is a lot. You know, that's not even character turmoil, but like like honesty. Yeah. Like you know, like you know, at one moment, like Will's like. Basically, he says, like, are you getting a little old for this shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you, old man? You know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, in much more sweeter terms. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, but those are the things that you would more, more, or, less, more or less expect at this point now. Mm. You know? I, I just, I like it. But overall, 
I'm just talking about like the the way this this universe is now being portrayed in Star Trek, and I, and I think I liked it like with the reboot that J.J. Abrams did, like you know, you know the bar fight, you know hmm. guys don't get along in Starfleet like you like Roddenberry showed you that they did. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the little things like that. You know, those are things that like Roddenberry would have frowned upon. Yeah. That bar fight was one of the greatest scenes in Star Trek history, though. Yeah, I mean, like really good. I know, and there was so much. There was a lot of iconic stuff going on. But it, it, in it that paints, scene, it shows you who this who this James T. Kirk is. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, he's a badass who's not going to back down, and he blames Starfleet for his dad dying. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so if you're a Starfleet cadet, you're on his shit list. Right. Until he decides to join Starfleet. <laughs> you know, but even then, he's still kind of pissed at you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a well, like, I, I, I just, I think it's... That's, that's why I just, I loved... That's why I loved the, the new Star Treks, because they created this sort of newer world, you know, different. Yeah. And I liked it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it made sense to me. Yeah. There was a lot of anger going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And battling and... Yeah. Just, I love Di- that part of it. Distrust and everything else. Sure. It. Yeah. And then, it, But it was complemented with comedy as well. Yeah. It was a really well done universally around the block. I mean, how, yeah. how you make a movie. Yeah. All of them were done very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I agree. Like, I... I, I it goes to the time when... Uh, um, Uhura and and Spock and Jim were in the uh, in the ship together. Ship together. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, I mean that was a great scene. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I don't know. I just love everything about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what's his name's underutilized, but um, who um, you know. The guy, the guy. Oh, um. Oh God. Why Carl you, Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah. Way underutilized. Yeah. Um. But I, I agree. Like, yeah. He f- does bones very well. I like it. Oh yeah. I don't mind the weirdness of the character because it, I. It doesn't show disrespect to him at all. No. To DeForest Kelly. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, it makes sense to me. <laughs> you know, it's just a new. Like there are three guys in that in that, <laughs> in that new cast who I think do nothing but pay absolute and complete homage to the characters and the actors who portrayed the originals, and and, and that's um, you know Scotty Spock and McCoy. Yeah. You know I, I you know Simon Pegg playing Scotty. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's fantastic. It is. You know, and I mean, and he's playing. Scotty, yeah, you know, like you. This is how you expect a young Montgomery Scott to be. Yeah, and it's and, he, and he's very good. Yeah, like his intellect is all there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's really good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and you know Spock. I mean, you know, it's it, it's tough. You know, the guy who plays Spock, and I can't remember his name either. Oh my god, but he. <laughs> He's in a situation that's tough because, like, you know, this is probably the most iconic character of Star Trek. 
Yeah. You know, like everybody knows Spock. Right. Everybody knows the live long and prosper. Mm. That's the big thing. Um, and then to have to do it in front of fucking Leonard Nimoy. You know, like to have to like try to like, you know, say like, okay, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just trying to play the character that you played yeah. while you play the same character. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I thought he did. He's yeah, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, Carl Urban, I mean, he's playing McCoy to a T. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, I, I love Carl Urban. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like this is probably like. Like it, 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 I, he's not copying it, but he, he's like it's like a Xerox. Yeah, you know, like he's playing it like like the Forrest Kelly, but he's added his own thing to it. Right, right. And it makes it work really, really well. Yeah, you know, and it's a tough thing to do. I, I like seeing also too what I really like seeing, and, and you got glimpses of it in the old, but the human side of Spock coming out. Yeah. When he lost his shit... Oh, yeah. I was like, whew. Yeah. That is incredible. I mean, because the human side is coming out. The anger is taking over. But he has the strength of a Vulcan. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. It's like chills, dude. He was... Like, Spock Prime is like, let's see, my mother just died, you've told me. Um, I just watched my planet get destroyed. I don't think I'm in the best frame of mind. Maybe you should push that. Yeah. You're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Larry Moore was really good in that. Movie. He was. Like, he was, like, perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he was. He, like... He he played he, like he played the character like coming back to that character playing it older and wiser like that oh. he did it really really well yeah it wasn't just some goof you know guest shot you know what I mean you know it wasn't just like some kind of goofy guest shot where he's coming in yeah you know oh there you go yeah you know what were you afraid of number one being yeah no but he actually added to the story in a yeah. in a in a essential way yeah you know which I thought was fantastic yeah so anyway. Wow, Star Trek. Cool. Yeah, yeah, really. So I, I have nothing like I, I other than like, I like th- it was catch up. Like I watched, excuse me, I watched Doctor Who this week. Okay, I, I finished a season of Doctor Who. Yeah. And um, like, have you watched any of this? Se- this season? none, none. Good. It, it's tough because it's like. Everything you know about the Doctor has now changed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like it ha- it hasn't it hasn't, I guess is the best way to put it. Like it, it's it like Chinball, Chris Chinball, who's like the showrunner, he like the last two episodes were really, really, really good. Mm. And like what he did to the character of the Doctor really just changed the, the, the character in a way that's very interesting. Okay. And I'm intrigued to see 
how that goes forward. Because like the right. my one complaint about Jodie Whittaker as a doctor, okay, has been we haven't seen the anger of the doctor really. Not yet. Not no. Yet. And and uh, you know, and I don't want to say well, it's because she's a girl. It's, it's just the way she's been written. You know, and you finally got to see a little bit of that in like the last two or three episodes of this season, right? Like. She has been very whimsy and la di da, and let's go have some fun on an adventure. And this is the first time she's actually kind of really gotten serious. Okay, you know, and kind of like had to like snap back at the companions a little bit. Okay, you know, like the other doctors have always like even like Matt Smith, who who was you know. You know, wibbly wobbly, Tommy Wimey. You know, you know, it, but he 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 had. There was still like always like that little bit of like the angry doctor that would come out every so many episodes. Yeah, you know, there there, there was still like the angry time, <coughs> the last of his kind mm-hmm. that would creep in, and I mean, and Capaldi played it to a T. Yeah, you know, he, you know, I am the doctor. You know, you know, so like all these other guys. So they set a, t- a very high bar for her, mm-hmm. the hurdle. And she's played the character very well, and like it's, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there and say, well, she's not the doctor. She has been, but that anger that the doctor has carried has never come through until these episodes. Yeah, and it finally shows itself a little bit, and I was like, that's that's the that's the doctor right there. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. But the the end results of the the these episodes, what's revealed. Is in a way kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a strange road that he decided to go down, but it's a very interesting one that could that changes kind of like how the doctor is going to view himself, himself, herself. Okay. So, um, so I I would say like, I mean it's worth you know, it's only ten the ten episodes, but it, it's worth the watch just yeah. to get to the end. So, hmm. do, do you like her as a doctor? Yeah, what I've seen. Yeah, not bad. It was okay. Cause like the last two, like Capone. Yeah, I understand though. I mean, like when you go from Tennant to Smith. Yeah. And you're like, you really like Tennant. Yeah. And you you liked Matt Smith an awful lot. Yeah. And when Capaldi came in, I didn't like him at first, but then he really grew on me. Yeah. And then I. Re- and then the show really rollercoastered. It was like up, and then it went way down, and then it just like started banging at the end. Yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah like it was really coming out. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get rid of him." I'm like, "Damn!" Because I, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get into it again. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I watched the first couple episodes with her. I liked it, but I really didn't. There wasn't a connection there. Not yeah. because she's a woman. Right. I don't give a shit. Right. Do you know what but, I mean? But that's my point. Uh, the point I was going to make is like you had a hard time connecting with Capaldi too. I know, I like, did. You know, it surprised me like how, like you were like a season and a half behind on Capaldi. I, I was, you know, and I'm but like, but then I started catching up, and yeah. I was like, the more I watched him, the more I liked him. Right. And then I got hooked on him. Yeah. Um. But now, you know, with her, I, I mean. I don't know. Maybe I just have to watch a little bit more. I, I just didn't feel that connection. Yeah. You know, Matt Smith connected almost immediately, um, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think it's always, 
I think that the first couple episodes of a new Doctor are hard anyway because oh, yeah. you're still so attached to the old one. Right. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, like, but Tenet was so good. I know. I mean, I mean, like I'm right there with you. Like, I, I think Tenet's Tenet my favorite. I think Tenet was better than Matt Smith. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just there was more there. Yeah. He was. I liked that darker. Yeah. Doc. But yet funny at the same time. Like he was a really he played him really good. Right. I thought. Oh, I agree. It was my favorite. But Matt Smith was good. Yeah. No doubt. Um I think there was a lot of wasted episodes with the Matt Smith doctor though. Yeah. With the impossible girl. Yeah, that Yeah. That got old. It did. Like, I mean it but there were like so like so many good episodes. Like I, I always thought like with Matt Smith the good outweighed the bad. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, especially with, with like um Everything with River Song. Yeah. Man, was that good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, I mean, you know, there was, like, all sorts of good things that, like, really came from that. But, like, you're right. Like, Tommy, it's tough, like, because Tennant was, like, so fucking good. And he played, like, anger so well. Yeah, just, you felt it when he, when he spoke. You listened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? It, like, Oh, it does. When Matt Smith did, you did, too, but it wasn't as, yeah, like. it's powerful. No. Tennant was just, just, he's just a good actor. Yeah. You know? And his final episode is still. Oh. Heartbreaking. It to is. Watch. It makes you just want to cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. When you hear the three knocks. Yeah. You know, you're just like, and when you hear that. Yeah. You're just like, no. No, not Wilford. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. He's just so good. He's yeah. just fun to watch. Anyway. Yeah, he was. I mean, Tennant's doctor was so fucking good. I mean, like, it's like so funny because it's like, it was one of those runs of a character where he broke your heart so many times. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like stupid shit. Like the 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 whole the whole thing with um. Well, first off, the the first time he loses Rose. Yeah. Like, when she goes through the portal and, like, her dad catches, like, you know, dad catches her and takes her to the other dimension. Yeah. And then he's just standing there and, like, she's on the other side of the, like, like on the other side of the wall on the other dimension. Like, just, like, breaks your heart to watch that. And then, like, but then the whole scene where, like, you know, she had come back and then, you know, they're on the beach and he's like, you know, I'm burning a son to say goodbye to you. And you're just like, holy fuck. <laughs> Just say I love you. Just fucking say it. When he's ready to, the power goes out. And you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh. I know. I mean, that that's just brilliant storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And like, and your attachment to the characters and everything that goes with them. You're just like, oh my god. You know. I mean, Smith did it like the like the the end of the pawns. Yeah. Like that episode, like where and that breaks your heart. It did, you know, and like River trying to console him and everything. Like that 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 scene, that episode, like at the end of that, that broke my heart. But um, like the scene, like like you know, where he's talking to like the 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 the, the sun demon or whatever the hell that thing was, and he's like, "Come on, take it all." Yeah. Yeah, like that whole speech is just like, "Oh shit," you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. that's good stuff, you know. Yeah. 
or even like the the the, the, the Paradorium where he's like, you know, I'm the doctor. Remember me? Yeah. You know, how many? Which one of you wants to take the first try? They all back away. You yeah, know, yeah. that's like that, that, you know. Yeah, there's some, there's been, there's been some really good writing in there. Yeah. What was that? The, the um, what is it called? Bo. Um, oh, the face of Bo. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. Yeah. Even and when you realize who Bo is. Yeah. Yeah, which is even more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But like, even like, um, <laughs> Tennant's very first episode. Yeah. Like, and like he spends half like. Three fourths of it laying in bed, but when he finally comes out, like in like these aliens that like you know are trying to take the Earth, and he has that duel with the the, the alien leader, and he tries to stab him in the back, and he takes the apple, and he throws it, and like he opens the compartment that, that drops him to the, you know, like yeah. the door opens, and he, the alien, you know, he's like, you know, I don't know what kind of man I am, but I know I'm a man who doesn't give second chances. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Okay. Yep. But getting, uh, getting so getting back to this, like um, Jodie Whittaker still hasn't had that moment. Okay. Unfortunately. Right. You know, but um, she's still very good. Like, yeah. I, 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 you know, I've enjoyed her. It's just like you get to the end of this one, you're finally like, okay, yeah, I, you know, she kind of had her doctor moment now, like right, where she, right. where you like you really take it that she's a doctor, but it's such a fucked up moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's what who is. Yeah, it is. You know, so. I, I did want to mention before we jump in the show proper, I just thought of this while you were taking your smoke break. Mm. You know, I, I know you don't watch, but, you know, I, I watch AEW wrestling now. Okay. And they had on um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And... He cut like it was like one of those things where like he's not bet back as a wrestler. He's gonna be a manager. Okay, but like he came Thank down. God. The, huh? Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like he came down to the ring and he did. He cut this promo on Cody Rhodes. Okay, and it was like one of the best things I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, because he's like he comes down and you know first off you know because Cody. Last Saturday was their their uh, big pay per view, and he was fighting you know his arch nemesis, and he lost. And um, you know Cody was kind of like bitching about it in a way. And Jake comes down the first, and he's like, you know, I can't stand listening to you talk, bitch and moan about this anymore. It's like you know, yeah. I've lost plenty of fights. Didn't hear me bitch and moan about it. Yeah. And then he's like, and then he says this whole he says this whole thing. He's like, oh, that's right, Caesar, hail Caesar. I haven't come here to f- praise you. I've come here to slay you. And you're just like... And then, like in that Jake the Snake Roberts voice. Yeah. And he goes in this whole thing about how he has a, a client that he's bringing in. And, uh, you know, they're, the, the dark side is going to take root. And like, it was like an old school Jake the Snake Roberts promo. Uh-huh. Go like after that. Like it was like... Like it was like, you know, it'll rise like a phoenix from the ashes. And you're just like... Fuck! I forgot how good this guy was. Yeah, yeah. You know, like at the end of it, like the best part was at the end of it. He's like, a wise man once told me, "Never turn your back on a man you respect or fear." And he turns his back and he throws Cody the mic over his shoulder and walks out of the ring. Nice. He's like, 
damn! <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna get the wrestling, but like, like that was just one of the things. I was like, here was a guy who was like this legend who like went to hell and you know came back through rehab, rehab you know. Because I mean, it's it's well known like Jake had his demons, you know, yeah, especially yeah. with the you know drugs and alcohol, right? But like you know, he's clean and sober now apparently, and you know, to see him kind of come in and cut this promo, like even like when he got in the ring, like he like did this great thing, like. You could tell, like, this is a guy who loved the business. Because he get, he, get, he steps up onto the ring apron, and he's walking around the ring, and he's got his hands on the rope. And he goes around, around the ring, like, with the rope going through his hands, and he takes his hands and he sniffs them. Yeah. Like, like the smell of the ropes. And then he sniffed the turnbuckle. And it was like, just the, the smell of being in a wrestling ring meant something to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was like, that was awesome. Yeah. And that was like this great little thing I picked up from that like at the very beginning. Like when he started like and he sniffed his hands, I was like, That's a guy who who, you know who misses what he used to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Through all the bullshit and everything else, like that's the a guy who misses what he used to, used to do. Yeah, yeah. You know. So That's cool. If you have a chance, like look it up on YouTube, you know. It just just to hear him talk was, was is worth it. It's only a couple of minutes, so it's but worth it. But you know, I decided to point it out to people. If you if it if you're a fan of old school wrestling, it's worth checking out because it's is definitely cutting. Yeah, yeah. You know, so let's jump into the show proper. All right. So um, today, or not today, but this week, uh, we got our first look at the new Batmobile. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, what did you think? I like it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's more practical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not this huge beast that needs to throw out a grappling hook on a, a telephone pole to get around a corner. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? <clears throat> I find that interesting. So it kind of kind of lends to where this bat is going. Right. You know? Um, I don't know. I like it, though. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I like the old Batmobile too. I just thought that in the streets of Gotham, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I always like I the was, cycle always made sense to me, right? Like, the, the, um, like going back, like the, the Burton Batmobile <laughs> looked amazing, yeah, but you're like completely impractical, correct? Like, it does not work, like, right. I get that, right? And then, like, all the preceding ones. From like that era, I hated. Mm. Like I, they, they just they never looked right. Like it, you know, they always had like like neon in them and, and shit and like you know like what the fuck. I love the tumbler. Yeah. Okay. Like the tumbler to me like is probably the most practical of the Batmobiles from from the standpoint of what Batman like it, it, what Batman would need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it had all the requirements. It had the armor. It had you know the the other capabilities. It, it, it and you believed it was functional. Yeah. Like I didn't think it needed like a grappling hook to make a, a bend. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it it, it it was a more practical looking vehicle for for fantasy's sake. I like the Affleck one as well. Not as much as the Tumbler, but I liked it because it it, it looked a little bit more streamlined. 
And again, but again, it looked much more practical than anything that from like the Burton era. Yeah, you know. And then, um, but this, this feels like a throwback to like the old school comic book days where they just kind of like tried to just paint, like draw like a a, a muscle car and like make it look kind of baddish. Yeah, you know, I mean, this looks like a '76 Dodge Charger. Yeah, that you know is modified, souped up. Yeah, uh-huh. like I'm just gonna put the engine in the back and uh, probably have some gadgets in, under the hood. And uh, but basically, it's just basically a '76 Dodge Charger. Yeah. I'm just uh, spy hunted it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, you I kind of like that in a way. Like going back to the original Batmobile. Yeah, I mean that was just the '66 Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm curious to where they're going with this. Like, they're leaking stuff out. Well, I think it's clear, like, this is very much, like, I mean, I I think I I read somewhere, like, he's only been Batman for a couple of years in this. Yeah. Um, And and so, like, I'm very intrigued, like, yeah, yeah, so, like, the Batmobile just being basically a, a modified Dodge Charger makes sense to me. Yeah. Because that's what, you know, like... Like fuck, what, what can I get my hands on? I can just, you know, tinker with a little bit. Like, oh, this this dude with a Dodge Charger, you know, yeah. like that makes a ton of sense. Like, I get it, but like, I, I had to laugh. Like, like Stork tweeted out, like, you know, had the balls to at least put like the bat face on it. Yeah, you know, like I, I get that too. Like, it's, I, but but overall, like I looked at it, and I thought it doesn't look that bad. I mean, it just it looks like a like a a souped up muscle car. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's been heavily modified. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is something Dom Toretto would drive. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But overall, I like I, I did like the look of it. I, I'm I'm intrigued. This, like, and, and it matches. Like, I mean, you know, we saw the the while you were on vacation. Mm. You know, we saw those looks of the the uh, the bat suit. You know, for, on the stunt double driving the motorcycle. Yeah, and I, and the motorcycle didn't look. I mean, it looked like a motorcycle that somebody put a bat face on the front of. Yeah. Like, it, that's, it literally what it looked, it looked like a Honda with a bat face on the front. Mm. So, like, this isn't, like, they're, they're not going out and, like, you know, and making up all these crazy vehicles, it seems. like They're just kind of, like, taking what already exists and modifying it. Right. Which, I guess if you're trying to, to do, a, like, a, a low-key, like... De- do-it-yourself Batman. Yeah. For lack of a better term. That makes more sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it does. So, so it sounds like we're both on board with, with the, the look of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, in other news, the the movie industry has had their first casualty of the coronavirus. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, James Bond's 25th movie, No Time to Die, has been pushed back from um, from an April release to now November 25th of 2020. Okay. Um, now, this was something that the fans kind of clamored for. Okay. I was not one of them. <laughs> but man, I did see many people saying that, you know, this should be pushed back. And a lot of it is because, you know, there's a big Bond audience, believe it or not, in China. Okay. Um, so their fears are 
that their worldwide box office will take a massive hit, you know, because of the coronavirus. Right. And, uh, you know, how that's affecting the Pacific Rim. Okay. So, I, I guess, I guess here, here's the, the, the question to ask. As the major germaphobe belongs to two of us. Because <laughs> you know, the do, do you think major events like this need to be postponed? Um, I could see where they would be. Uh, just a big gathering of people like that. I, I don't know. I I think the Olympics are more. Like, I, I I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen pictures of like right now spring training is taking place in Japan as well for for Japanese baseball. Yeah, and they're playing in front of. Empty stadiums. Correct. Um, you know, there's been talk of, like, people have been saying, like, maybe the NCAA tournament, the basketball tournament that starts up here in a couple of weeks, that they should be playing in front of in, just in empty stadiums. Yeah. In empty, in empty arenas. Because of the fears of the coronavirus. Right. Um, you know, I, I just, I heard, like, even the Pirates... The Pirates just had like McKechnie Field. Like they, like while the Pirates were at an away game, they they had like a, a cleaning crew come in and like completely sanitize the entire stadium. Yeah, you know, like it. it it's surprising to me, like how, how like I don't want to say it's an overreaction, but what the reaction is from like. <coughs> people at this point like to the point like i wonder how like the longer this goes on how how is it going to affect affect movie going like you know are you more or less likely to want to be in 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 a crowded theater during all of this um are you more or less likely to go to a sporting event or a concert now because of this right you know I, i don't know yeah as of now Right. I don't know. Um, I think the media has pushed it beyond crazy levels. I agree. Um, I mean, we did have SARS. We did, you know, yeah. there's a lot of other things that have come here. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. Uh, I. I mean, it is deadly. Yeah. It's deadly like the flu. Right. Um, and people get the flu as well. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I know they want all this testing and stuff like that to be done, but I get it, but you're still going to treat it the same as the flu. Right. Hydration. You know what yeah. I mean? Rest. Um, if it gets worse than medical attention, you know, right. when it starts affecting your breathing and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. We'll just have to see. I mean, there's a lot of people that die from flu every year. Right. Every year. Yeah. Um, but this is just a stronger bug. Right. right. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, if there was a mass outbreak of the flu, they wouldn't be doing this. Right. They'd still be playing in full stadiums. And, right. You know. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I know. I know people at work that have bought and cruise tickets. Yeah. They're not getting refunded. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, the airlines are refunding them. Right. I mean, they're just saying, okay. Yeah. 
you still have a seat. You've paid for your ticket. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To Florida or wherever you're flying. Right. To New York. But, uh, boy, those cruise ships aren't giving their money back. And people are dropping like three, $4,000 in these cruises. Right. Oh, yeah. But nobody wants to take a cruise. I think in fear of being, you know. Right. It's like, uh I mean, first off, I mean, you're hearing the horror stories of like, you know, these cruise ships that are being held off the coast, know. you know, and like people are being told like, you know, you have to be quarantined to your, your eight foot by eight foot cabin, like you're some sort of fucking criminal. Yeah. You know, but like the other side of that to me is like, who the fuck wants to go on a cruise? Like that, that's mm. the one, I mean, I, you, you hear I, I know it happens, right? happens less often than you hear about, but how often are you hearing about, like, you know, the next thing I knew there was a river of shit flowing down the hall of my, uh, uh, you know. And, you know, it's like, you know, everybody had to be abandoned to upper decks. And, <coughs> all, like, it, to me, like, of all the vacations you could take, like, that is the one that's le- most likely to end horribly. Yeah, you know the only other one that I could say would be like if you are deci- you've decided for some reason to go camping in the Sengeti. Yeah, like you know, and forget to put a fence around your tent. Yeah, yeah. you know, like lions are just gonna come in and all on your bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was, that's just gonna happen. Yeah, deal with it. You know, like like that that's like going 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 someplace like that's purposely that you know is full filled with danger. But like a cruise ship, while I understand it's not you're not going someplace that's purposely filled with danger, it's like there are too many variables that have the possibility of going wrong, and you're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know. Yeah. Yes, I understand. Probably response times are much quicker than they were in the days of the Titanic. But still, I saw Titanic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't care if that ship's fucking going down. Like, in the middle of the Caribbean, I don't care how warm that water is. And by the way, now I'm more likely to be eaten by something, yeah, yeah. you know, than I am in the North Atlantic. Right. Where I'm just going to freeze to death. Like, I mean, I, it, it's, that to me is like the, the one thing that like, and I know plenty of people that have gone on cruises. They've told me what a wonderful time they've had. It just, it seems to me like that is like the... Like the the dream that gets sold to you, where like I don't like I don't know. It just to see like like the weird thing of like you know we got to go to the to the Caribbean and we were on a cruise ship and oh sure the cabin was small but how much time do you really spend in your cabin? You know, like well, me, I spend a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, it just it, it's like one of those things. Like a, a crew, a cruise ship. Like of all the vacations you could take me on. Like of all the things you could say, hey Sean, let's do this. Let's, let's pour money together and let's do this. That is the, the the one I would absolutely positively say, fuck no. Oh okay. You know, I'm gonna say fuck no to the rest, but I'm, it's gonna be an emphatic fuck no to, you know, to a cruise ship. Like you you couldn't drag me on a cruise ship if right. you know kicking and screaming. I wouldn't want to go on a cruise ship. I just have no interest. Yeah. There's just nothing on board a cruise ship that I can't do off of a cruise ship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if I want to go to the casino, I can go to the casino. If I want to go to a bar, I can go to a bar. Um, if I want to play shuffleboard, I can play shuffleboard. Or, or you know. Yeah. I, I don't really like to swim that much. Um, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't find it as a great time. I, I just... Yeah. It's not something I would do. No. Um... No, if I wanted to go to the if I wanted to go to an island, I'd go to Hawaii. Yeah, I don't want to sit there and see shitty lounge acts. Yeah, like like bad comedians and and like like shitty like off Broadway performers like performing like Broadway's biggest hits. You know, like this is stuff I just have no desire to see whatsoever. And like you're right, like if I want to go to a casino, I'm going you know the North Shore. Right. I want to go to a bar, I'm going down the street. Like I don't need to be on a cruise ship to do all of this shit. And on top of it all, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know. Yeah. I just, I don't see, I don't know, I just don't see the fascination in it. No. No, not at all. Especially people that go to Mexico. I, I, I've never understood that. Yeah. Ever. I, I, for some reason, you know, beaches and stuff like that. Well, I don't like the heat. Yeah. So... There's a slash. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you can't drink the water. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, Nancy took that trip to Mexico. She she stayed at that all inclusive resort mm. in Mexico. Had a wonderful time. I bet. You know, but like, she admitted to me, like, she like, as much as I wished you were there, I know you would have been miserable. I, that's, I'd have been miserable too. Yeah. That's where we shared the same things. Yes. Yeah. I just don't. I just can't bake. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Now no. I can work and bake. Yeah, if I'm working and get sunburn or whatever, I get yeah. it. I I mean I earned it, sort of. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I just can't sit there and just. Yeah, this is fun. There's a seagull. Right, and I, I mean if that's your thing, that's fine. Like I mean, you know, I'm not putting on people yeah. on cruise ships. I'm not putting on people who go to these all inclusive. But to me, like it's like, it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, I don't drink. So, right off the bat, number one, yeah, you know, what most people go to these all-inclusives for is right off my list. Right, right. You know, I'm not interested. Like, there's just, there's there's nothing, like, I don't want to go parasailing. I don't want to go out in the middle of the ocean and, and go, you know, snorkeling. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Like, I, I'm just, like, I'm very, very content to, like, sit in my room, you know. right. And watch TV, and like so, like she was right. Like, all, like when she went to Mexico, like she was like, I, as much as I wish you were there, I know you, you would have hated every second of it. Right, right. Because there's nothing there that you would have liked. Yeah, you know. Mm. Mm. So I mean, it's one of the, like so it is so like like to me so to me like a cruise ship is like an all inclusive, just in the middle of the ocean. Right, and now you're stuck on it for another two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of it all, oh by the way, this this ship has been quarantined because we think somebody touched their face after pooping. <laughs> you know, oh, just touched anything. Yeah, and, and then you know, I don't think they'll be making uh, um, swans out of towels after that one. No, <laughs> no, no. You're, you're gonna reach a point where it's just like I got nothing but dirty clothes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, people show me pics of uh, you know. Oh, look what they did with this towel, and look what they did with my sheet, and they yeah. made this. And I was like, yeah, you just paid three grand for that. You better like it. Yeah. Take a picture and save it forever. Yeah. Because that's what you're paying for. Exactly. So, yeah, I just, I have no interest in, in that. Now, I, I'd go on a pirate ship in a heartbeat. <laughs> pirate ship? Yeah. 
I go in a fucking old pirate ship and sail me off like the Goonies, man. I, I mean, I, I, I would, I would do that. I would. But not for I, extended I think that'd be period. badass. Like, 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 like for a trip around a bay. I'd go down the coastline. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. So you're talking about you could possibly get scurvy. Yeah, I want to get in a storm. <laughs> I want to see a, a fucking rat gnawing on my finger. <laughs> I want to see uh, grain sacks in the storage bin. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'd be all into that. Okay. That's a uh, wow. I want to feel the rock. You know, yeah. like in cruise ships, you don't feel shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want to. I want to feel. Well, apparently you do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Because I mean, let me say, like, I mean, you know, let's go back to wrestling. But a few weeks ago, AEW did a show on a cruise ship. Uh huh. Okay. And like. Uh, the, the th- it was like Chris Jericho's, you know, rock and wrestling rage or something. You know, Jericho's band performed and they, had, you know, they had wrestling shows all the time. But apparently, like the one, the one guy complained. He's like, "I'm trying to get my balance. I'm getting up on the top rope, but I could feel the fucking ship moving." Yeah. And we were docked as another ship going by, crane awake. <laughs> yeah. And like who, the, who the this isn't professional wrestling. <laughs> that was like his promo, but like you could see, like I mean, you know. Wherever they were, like, it was really windy too. Like, so like these fuckers with this long hair, it's all blown in their face and shit. It was like kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so apparently you can feel. I've heard people talk about like you know you do have to get like. It's not like being on like a, a small boat in the middle of the ocean where like you know, you feel it, feel it. But like you know, you do feel a little bit to a point like where you do have to get your sea legs under you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, then when you get off the boat. It does feel like being on dry land does feel much different than it does being on the boat. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so it's not like you're like rock steady on that fucking thing, you know. No, but it's not as I no. think I think it's more steady than a classic pirate ship. Oh, I I'm sure it's more steady than like being on like a tuna boat in the middle of the of the uh <laughs> the Bering Sea. I mean, I don't want to go up in the crow's nest or anything, but yeah. I want to fucking, yeah. you know, put me to work. I'm serious. I know. Let me uh Yeah. Grab onto this rope and pull the mast down and shit. Yeah. Put me to work. And then, like, the one that confuses the fuck out of me the most is these motherfuckers who, like, take a, a Alaskan cruise. I don't know. I've heard those Alaskan cruises are nice, though. I, I'm, I'm sure See, they are. If I was going to go on a cruise, if I had to pick a cruise to go on for myself, yeah. it would be an Alaskan cruise. Because right. I'm going north. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, one of those weird things where it's, like, like... Of all the stuff you talk about, like, why you want to be on a cruise ship, yeah. like, the Alaskan cruise is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> right. You know? Like, you're not going out there and, like, have, you know, going swimming and, you know, hit, hitting the, uh, the the wave pool and all, all the other horse shit you see on these, like, carnival cruise ads. No, like, the Alaskan cruise is, like, you're bundled up and you're looking for whale. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. I'll tell you what one does interest me though these Viking cruises like going up like but here's the difference though it's like you're going up like a river yeah yeah, yeah. like you know it's so there's land on either side of you you know (laughs) but it's like these these Viking long boats that they like take up like the you know the, the Rhine River and shit you know like that would be interesting like I would I would probably sign up for that you know, yeah, yeah. but only because like if the ship went down, I felt confident I might survive that. Yeah, but on the Alaskan cruise, yeah, you ain't surviving. No, no, if that ship goes down, dude. No, you are fucking right here in this cup. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's what you are. You're ice cubing it. Yeah. Within like a minute. Yeah. You know? I've watched enough, you know, Deadliest Catch though. Like, that shit ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know, I have too. That water's cold. <laughs> Real cold. Yeah. Uh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't really find the fascination with cruises. I just don't. No, neither do I. But yeah, it's 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 baffling. But I know so many people like they either want to do it or they have done it, and they say it's the best time of their life. And I'm yeah, just like you know. it is to them. And I yeah. and I think that you know once you do a cruise, um, I think that they send you like massive coupons for your next one. Oh yeah, like they they want to get you back on, but they yeah. there's like thousands being shaved off. Yeah, of what you paid initially. Yeah, um, is the enticement to get back on. Right, you know. It's Vegas. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like, you know, once you go, once you stay at the Lexor, there's, you're on their mailing list and they're sending you all sorts of shit to like, come back, we'll give you a room and room and board for free if you spend next amount in the casino. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the, I mean, like, uh, you know, a lot of people end up staying in Vegas for free. Yeah. Just because. Of how much they spend. Yeah. 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 So they and, want the gamblers. Yeah. And they, they don't care and, about the room. No. No, no. They care fuck about their. No. They care about their yeah. in-house casino. Yeah, that, 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 those rooms are like you know, <laughs> they'll give those away like they're fucking candy. Yeah. You know, I know. But if you're spending a couple thousand dollars in the casino, especially if you're spending a couple thousand a day, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a really nice room. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I get that. I get this thing with the cruise industry. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, we hope we hope you had a wonderful time. Here, here's here's a grand off your next next trip. <laughs> you know, six days, seven nights. Right. You know, that's what I. I don't know. They, I I love Vegas, but I don't think I ever want to go back. No, I've never been to Vegas, and I have no desire to. The only reason I don't want to go to Vegas is I know, like, I'm that guy who thinks I know more than I really do. Yeah. When it comes, and I know, I, I know I'm not that smart. I know the house is going to beat me. Like, I would, I would go into, the, and this is why I've never been to the casino in, in Pittsburgh, especially now they have a sports book. Yeah. Like, I'm the guy who's like, yeah, give me those points against Auburn. You got Auburn as a 25 point favorite. I'll, I'll take I'll I'll take the underdog. We're gonna cover that. Yeah. You know, like I'm that asshole. Yeah. You know, and you know, the next thing I know, I'm you know, I'm in the back alley getting the shit beat out of me. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I owe Uncle Jimmy money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, eating half-eaten cheeseburgers thrown up by the last guest. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why. Like, so like Vegas has has like no interest to in me whatsoever because all of that shit is like. I would just get in trouble. Yeah. You know? Because I'm that asshole. Like, I mean, so. So, yeah, it's a, it's like a weird thing. Like, I think the only thing I would ever go for, and even then it's kind of tough because, like, I don't know if I could do it or not. Like, like if you would, like, give me, like, a week in, a, in like, a, a secluded cabin up in Maine. Yeah. You know, next to the, the shore. There you go. Yeah. 
But like, it's funny. Like, like you know, Nancy's sister has a cabin. Yeah. I can go up any fucking time I want. Never been there. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> no desire to go up there. Right. But but the problem is like again like I mean, and again, it's what people do. But like you know they go up there they 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 get loaded, <laughs> you know and they they. It's like, what, what do you do for fun? Well, we drink and we burn shit. Okay. Yeah, I know. Don't lie, you have a great time. Yeah. I'll sit in here and watch TV. <laughs> you know. Right. What's the Wi-Fi situation? Yeah, <laughs> you know? None. None. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, that's the only thing. Like, I, I, like my, I guess my, my idea of a great vacation is, like, me being secluded. Yeah. That's my idea of a great vacation. Yeah? You know. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, like, I mean, like, like the main, like, the, the cabin in Maine, like, unfortunately, like, I mean, it's like, I could picture me and Nancy there, but, like, weirdly, I'd probably be happier if it was just me. <laughs> yeah. And that's a sad thing to say, but, like, that's like, you know. Because I could just be by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know. Just chill. Just chill. Maybe I'll read today. Yeah. Maybe I'll just sit on the porch and read. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. That went down a... <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, me, big. And as always, we start with our good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad reason, hello, my two favorite hosts who like to pour green beer in each other's butt cracks. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I uh, mm, no. Is butt cheeks one word, or should I spread them apart? Mm. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Sean, you cannot reason with stupid. When you are from West Virginia and your brother is your uncle, and uh, it's easy to get the uh, get Bernie and Barry mixed up. I have not seen a more stupid statement since Sean said John Cena is shorter than The Rock. <laughs> Sean, one of the FCC complaints came from the Pittsburgh area. I'm not going to mention any names, but I'll bet their last name rhymes with dork. <laughs> mm. I know last year I was proposing a meet and greet at my new house. We did not get everything ready in time. Would you two fine gentlemen want to do something maybe in April when the weather starts getting nice? We can have a PNP meetup. I'll provide the food and alcohol. Wow. Wow. Uh, we'll certainly look into it. <laughs> what is this again? He wants to do a meetup and he wants us to come over. He, he, <coughs> wants, he wants us to come over so he can cook for us and give us give us booze, which means I end up tied up in his basement. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. In a gimp mask. <laughs> yes. Butt plug with a tail. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I, it sounds like a 
Sounds like, you know, it's something sh- a pulp fiction change situation. Law, but it, I think it's going to turn into like the devil's rejects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm picturing a pulp fiction situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry for the short write in. I went to a new cigar shop in my area, and the owner is showing a private tour. For some reason, I'm getting sleepy. Okay, I'm back, but for some reason my butt is hurting. Well, I don't know what to say there. Yeah, I don't know. Next up, we have our good friend the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Okay. Tim writes in Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. Barbecue is always expensive. The new Mission Barbecue in Robinson is pretty good, it's a chain. But it's pretty consistent. At noon, they put a national anthem. I have a standing offer with one of my friends that if we are in there and he takes a knee, I'll buy his lunch. Watching him get thumped would be glorious. Nice. Is that friend Thad? Because <laughs> Thad would do that. Do you guys have a side on the Minios versus Florios? Man, they are both solid pizzas. But I might be partial to Florio's. It's kind of like what I refer to as Pittsburgh pizza. It's heavy on the cheese and not a thin crust, but a little breadier than a New York style. I know it's been tackled somewhere in the last 357 episodes. 354, my friend. 354. But let's get a refresh. What's the best pizza in the Berg? Oh, my friend. Mm. That, that answer is obvious. You go to the O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a large for four bucks? Six Extra now, chi- I think. Six, yeah. I'm sorry, inflation. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Still, large for six bucks? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the best pizza in, in this city is. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, that, I, mean, that, I mean, you know, there are people that will tell you that, I guess, that Caliente. Okay. They just op- I mean, I know they opened up like within the past. Yeah, they opened up at a place down on um on Forty Eight, uh, um, right there near Pitcairn. I don't know. Yeah, it used to be a steakhouse there. Yeah, it used to be the Gold Rush a long time ago. That's the second Gold Rush. There's two of them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I know. Yeah, what you're talking you about. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, right across from that sheets. I'd have to say to, I'd probably say Minions. Yeah. Score out. Yeah. It's to me. Yeah. It's the best pizza I've ever eaten. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Minions. I, I have to say that. I, yeah. I mean, I've, My judgment was based on I got two pieces of pizza. Yeah. I got two pieces of pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Not only was I full from two pieces of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. That too. Uh, was I full? Mm-hmm. But um, it was just a really good piece of pizza. Yeah. And I, and I think that's my favorite. But I don't get it that often. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Some good pizza though, man. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had either. Yeah. Like, just the only reason I have is I'm not on that side of town. Like, 
Like, right. I'm not where in the area those those guys are. So like, I've, right. and I and I'm not and I'm not the type who's going to go out of my way for pizza. Right. You know, what I mean, like, I, I'm I'm more than content to you know get something local. Yeah, and I mean, I usually will too get something local. Yeah, but. I tell you what, though, Pepino's meatball pie is pretty fucking yeah, good. You, you, and that was that was very good when you had. Remember that, that? Yeah, that was some good pizza. Yeah, that meatball is just crushing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'll stick with Minions. Yeah. I mean, people could say Vinny's. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I was I'll, never huge on Vinny's pie anyway. No. I mean, it, I mean, it's it's it has a reputation because it's they, they throw so much fucking shit on that. Yeah, you know, and then like you know, it's like a grease pit. It is. You know, it's how the old Luciano's pies used to be. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think like for my money, um, well, I can watch McCall that's no longer there anymore. Oh God. I don't know. It was a dance. You used to go down there for, you know, it was a bar with dancing, but. It's down on 148, down at the bottom of the hill there. Where are you at? Okay. If you're coming, if you're. <laughs> if you come down from 30. All right. Where that right eight is and the, um. And the giant eagle. Like, if you're going up towards Walmart. Yeah. Okay. You come down the hill from there. There was that place at the bottom of the hill. Niagara's. Niagara's, yeah. They had some good pizza. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was the best pizza in the world. It's just I preferred it. Yeah. Niagara's had some good pizza just because the sauce was homemade. The sauce was homemade. Like, they, they always had the, the pepperoni, the cup. The grease cups. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, like, amazing. How, like, every time, they, the pepperoni would cup just right. It was beautiful. Yeah. With the burned edges. Yeah. That yeah. That was good. That was good pie. Yeah. Like, I, I that's, like, I, I, I mean... Because I'm not like a pizza connoisseur. That's like the one thing. Like, I mean, I'm a guy who's like, you know, yeah, give me some fucking, <laughs> fucking pizza hut. I'll eat it cold. <laughs> yeah. You know. So like, I'm not the best guy to ask. Like, what's the best pizza in town? You know. Right. Because right. like, I, I, you know, I, I'm. My palate's not that sophisticated, but, uh, you know, I, the thing I've heard is it's, it's Minios, it's Florios. You know, those are the two best in the in this area. I don't know which one's better. Okay. You know. And, you know, so, so for me, like, the best pizza in, in Pittsburgh is, like, you know, is Luch's. Yeah, Luch's. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to, uh, to, to burst your bubble there, Otter. <laughs> he continues, I want to get a pinball machine. There's an ACDC one. The Lucy edition, I believe. That looks awesome, but I wouldn't be able to get to get Beaver to agree. She does like her some Elvira, mm. so maybe I could talk her into buying one of those. They're expensive as shit. They are not going to be easy to sneak past her either, either in the house or in the checkbook. I'm not a huge pinball guy, not like Ian, but I think it would be infinitely entertaining to get into. It is, yeah. Um, once you get into it, yeah. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it is. Once you, once you practice and become good at it. Yeah, it's one of those things that, 
like when you get good on it, it just never leaves you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can. I mean, I cannot play pinball for two years and I can go up to the machine and I could usually still crack it. Right. Just by being able to know how to yeah. work the flippers and bump the machine and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But I'd say one of the best games I've ever played is The Addams Family. Yeah. It's a great pinball game. That's expensive as fuck to buy. It's probably one of the only machines... Mm, it's probably one of the only machines I would buy. Yeah. Old school. Not old school, as in, I mean, in 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s, late 90s, that I would buy. Yeah. Um, because it's that good of a machine. But there's some new ones out that are really good. Would, would, would I would imagine, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Hmm. Would you love to have a pinball machine like down in the basement? You know, that's a good question. Um, I would. Yeah. But I think it would go unused. Okay. And and the reason I say that is like, I like to bounce. I don't like to bounce from machine to machine. But yeah. But when I go to a place and I find a machine, I'll stay on that machine. Yeah. Um. And stay on it, and stay on it, yeah. and stay on it. I mean, I could stay on a machine for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um. And then I'm usually done with it. Okay. Now, if I don't beat it, I'll go back to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, if I completely beat a machine, like, you do everything that you need to do to beat that machine. Yeah. You're done with it. I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Now, so, I'll go back for joystick, you know, just to yeah. play. If I see Theater of Magic in a arcade, then I'm going to I'm gonna play Theater of Magic. But um, that's a really good... That's one I might buy. Um, but... So, let's just say this. Like, that Metallica one you were talking about yeah. last week. Would you like to have that in your home? I would because it's Metallica. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, because it's Metallica, I would want that machine. Right. Um, but nothing else beyond that. Right. Like, Other than you, it's Metallica. Once, once you beat it, though, you'd be done with it. Yeah, I'd be done with it. If I wasn't a huge fan of Metallica, I wouldn't want the machine. Right. Um, that's what I mean. Like, so I like to play different machines. Like, there's they have a machine. Uh, there's a Wizard of Oz pinball machine that's absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's a Walking Dead pinball game that it looks absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But like I said, once I beat it, once I figure out all the tricks to it, you know, and yeah. you crush it, it's sort of like a notch in the belt, and you just move on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd have to have 15 pinball machines. In my house, right, and have them rotated out once every couple months, right, to keep my interest to, right. have, to owning a pinball machine, right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is kind of like the replayability of a video game, right? It's the same thing for you, right. like you know, once I've beaten a video game, I have a hard time going back and playing it. Sometimes, yeah, like I mean, there are some games like right now I'd like to go back and play. Right. Just because it's been so many years since I've played them. Right. Um, and so, like, that might have a whole interest for me. But, like, for the most part, like, like you know, once I beat a game, I'm done with it. <laughs> right. You know. The only game that I would like to have, seriously, um, I think that the only game that I would like to have in my house, truly, mm-hmm. is a tabletop Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. That's been... That I that had I have altered the speed on. Yeah. That I can play fast on. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that's the only machine that I would actually want in my house. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I get it. Um, because I like visiting it. Yeah. Here and there, I like playing Miss Pac-Man more than more than Pac-Man. Right. Um, and also it has functionality as a table. It does. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, what I'm saying yeah. is like it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, um, put your beer on there, you know, right. play the game. Um, I just, I love, I love those tabletop games. And, and I thought, um, cause they made a lot of, not a lot of them, but like Bad Kong, Donkey Kong was on, was a tabletop at one time. Yeah. Pac-Man, of course. Right. But I think the Miss Pac-Man tabletop, I would, um, yeah, I would buy. That's the goat. It, it is. Yeah. I, I would, I would buy it just because it's, I don't know. I just, I love Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I, I here, here's an oddball question then. Is Ms. Pac-Man the greatest coin-up video game of all time? Oh, man, that's tough. It is. Like, like that era. Because of I mean, that era. Yeah. Because I mean, like you can, I, I get you. You <clears throat> could probably say Street Fighter or. Mortal Kombat. If we're going pre. If, if you go pre that, you're probably looking at, I would say, Miss Pac-Man. E, for me, yeah. Yeah. I, I just but love it. But once like, the fighting game started yeah, that's different. coming into the arcades, it changed the arcade forever. Oh, yeah. Forever. Double Dragon came in and yeah. then um, Contra uh, yeah. came in and stuff like that. So, did you see the guy who came up with the, the, uh, the Contra code died? Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh. He died last week. I thought that was kind of one of those oddball things. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, once you got into the fighting games, like pre-fighting games, although Commando was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, that was probably my favorite Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. And I think that was... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Pac-Man, when it hit, was huge, huge, right. huge, 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 huge. But Ms. like Ms. Pac-Man is that rare game, that, that rare sequel that was better than the original. I thought so. Yeah. Boards changed. Yeah. Different fruits. There was, you know, it was like seeing how far you can get. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I was like, a Dig Dug fan too. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's like, like Arkanoid Ar- was a pretty good game too. It's it's very weird how like the arcade changed. Like, you know, you went you went from like that time period where it was like. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Dig Dug, Zaxxon. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden, here comes Street Fighter. Right. And Street Fighter changes the game completely. And creates this whole new genre of, you know, player right. versus player. And, you know, now you've got, you know, Mortal Kombat. And, you know, then you've got, like, you know, all these, like, fighting games that start coming out that are, you know, clones of what Street Fighter was doing. You know, in their own way, but like you know, it so it changed the game completely. So you ha- you do kind of have to look at it as two different eras. I think there's like the like the coin up era, yeah, and then there's the fighting game era, right? And like the, so Tekken like, was one of those games that got, people got into. I yeah. never got into Tekken, but no. Um, actually, um, there was one fighting game back then that predates almost all fighting games was uh, Karate Champ. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's probably one of the original yeah fighting games. Yeah, 
like that. But I, like I could probably take it back a little bit further to like Kung Fu on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, rudimentary compared to what we're talking right, about. Right, right. But yeah, I, I get yeah, Karate Champ. Like, I mean, I, I there were fighting games per se, like where you could throw punches. Yeah. But like that. Like, the games back then only had the one joystick. Like, there wasn't a player versus player option. Yeah, and there, was, there wasn't, there was like, moves. Like, manip- yeah. ma- manip- manipulation of the of right. the joystick versus certain button combinations yeah. and stuff like that. I, it was like, you know, Street Fighter came out with the player versus player option. You know, the two joystick setup. Yeah. And then, like, then it got massive. Like, like, like it was like, you know, you went from, like, like, it being like a, you know, three feet wide to, right. like, six feet wide. Right, right, right. You know... Because and you know you had like you know guys who had like like fucking cokes and hot dogs and shit because they were spending all day in front of those fucking games, right? Right. And so it's a much different era, like when when Street Fighter hits and kind of takes over, and like the games that come after that. Whereas like before that, it was like single player, yeah, like one one person at a time played, yeah. Yeah, even if you were a two player game, it was like you know, oh, I died, now it's your turn, yeah, you know. I'd have to say that, um, man, I'm I'm thinking of coin up games. Yeah, that were good. Yeah, along with Miss Pac Man. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Right. But man, Centipede was good. Centipede. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of great games like Centipede, like the Zaxxon, Defender, Galaga, um, Galaga, um, e- even like Asteroids. Yeah, the original Asteroids was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great games from that era. But, like, you see, like, Miss Pac-Man is a game that stands out. To me, it does. It's, to me, too. Like, especially, like, when you think about, like, that that setup, that tabletop setup. Like, it was, like, the perfect game for that setup. Yeah. You know, you said, like, other games did it, too, but that was the perfect game for it. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. You know, and it works, and it's, like, the one... It's the one game that people, when you do talk to people, like, I'd love to have the Ms. Pac-Man tabletop. Like, that's the one that comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More, more than any other problem. That's why I say it's, like, it's the GOAT, you know, when it comes to, like, that era of games because it's it's memorable and it's it's this whole thing with, like, just that tabletop setup was so good. Oh, it was. I love the tabletop setup. Yeah. Man, it was a good game. Yeah. I can only find it. I can, I can only find it again. Yeah, I mean the thing. Is I think it, Doug's brother had one. He bought one. That, I mean, they're expensive as shit when you do find them, though. And you gotta have someone to fix it. Yeah. Someone's gotta know that cut. I mean, someone's gotta be able to go in and be able to fix that machine. Right. And you, like, you, if you find one, it's it's broke. Even it's they're expensive as shit. Yeah, I know. You know, like let alone if you do if you find one, it's fixed. It's up. It's operational. Yeah. Yeah, you're. You're making it rain, my friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Uh. One day. One day. When I hit the lottery. Yeah. Uh, me, otter continues. 1,300 complaints ain't bad. Like 2 billion people watch the Super Bowl. So that's a successful rate. But again... This all goes back to my theory that the world isn't as bad as everyone thinks. Like Garth Brooks. Same thing. All the other stuff we talked about the other day. 
me and Otter had a big conversation about are Star Wars trolls as bad as we say they are? Okay. And like he he his stance is if you don't go looking for it, you're not gonna see it. Yeah. And in a way, he's right. But I follow a lot more people than he does. Uh-huh. So I don't even have to go looking for it and it comes across my feed. Uh-huh. I think that's half the half the that's half the thing. Like I you know the other the other side of it is like, you know, like I, I told him like, you know, look, I just did a quick search for Kathleen Kennedy. That's all I did. Just typed in Kathleen Kennedy in my search and look and I'm just seeing, you know, post after post after post after post after post after post after post of like she has to be fired. Hmm. You know, the head of Lucasfilm. Right, like, right. Know, this is like, you know, so like, you know, he's like, well, if you don't, but you had to search for it, right? Like, well, today I did, but, you know, you have something come, like, you know, in the wake of the whole Indiana Jones, you know, Steven Spielberg stepping away, my Twitter feed was filled with, well, this is Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Right. You know, here's another reason why she needs to be fired. <laughs> I mean, it, I didn't have to search for it that day. Yeah, yeah. It was just there. You know, and I, you know, and so like, I mean, it. I get his point where like, if you don't go looking for it, you're not going to see it because it's 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 a it's a minority. But at the same time, I guess it depends on how many people you're following because I do see it without even looking for it. You know, right? And I just the pro- I'm just I don't engage with the people, but I do happen to see it. Like, and there are a lot of people who feel this way. Like, you know, there are a lot of people who feel the the, the sequel trilogy is awful. Yeah. Like, you know, starting with Ray, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, like, how many people, like, just, like, but, you know, and, we, you know, we talked about, like, the thing I, I brought up, because he's like, well, how, how how much of an effect do they really have? And I'm like, you know, well, you know, The Last Jedi made this much money, Solo saw a huge drop, and then... The the uh, rise of Skywalker, while it made over a billion dollars, did not make near nearly as much. It was like considered a bit of a failure, despite making a billion dollars, because it didn't make as much as the Last Jedi. Right. You know, the Last Jedi made a lot more money than than this, and, and he was just like, it made a billion dollars. What do you want? <laughs> right. That's his point. I, I I get it, but at the same time, like there was clearly a drop off. Yeah. You know, yeah, I saw it three times. I know people, other people who saw it three or four times. In a theater, like there were repeat the people who, who did repeat viewings, but there were also a lot of Star Wars fans who said, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, yeah. You know, and I started with Solo. Yeah, it did. You know, and I mean, and, and the proof is in the pudding with that. I mean, it did not. Ma- it made five hundred million dollars, which was way off expectations. Yeah. You know, and like he cited, like, well, you had all the problems with it, and this, that, and that, and you're right, but at the same time. It was backlash from the Last Jedi. Yeah, there was a lot of backlash from the Last Jedi. That's why that movie didn't do well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, but like Otter's point is, if you like, for with all of this, like the bad stuff that we see in the world that gets pointed out, like the Bernie Sanders, Barry Sanders stuff with with Garth Brooks, you had to search it out. Yeah. Well, not if you're on, like. Not if you're on Garth Brooks's Twitter feed, or if you're, you know, right. or if you're on his Instagram, right? Because it's right there. You know, the thousands upon thousands of comments that were made about the shirt that he wore were right there. That you know, no, I, 
I did you, you know I you go searching for like you know Garth Brooks is trending why is he trending well, let me look well but if I follow Garth Brooks and I find that post if you look at that post that's where all the action is yeah you know it's I feel like the author is right and he's wrong like he's right if I don't go looking for it I'm not going to find it because he doesn't yeah you know but the, if you also look at what he follows he doesn't follow nearly as much as I do and also what he follows isn't a lot of it isn't in the same vein because he has other interests right you know so no you're not going to see it because you're not looking for it it's not going to come across your feet like it comes across mine yeah, yeah but at the same time it's coming across mine and I'm not even looking for it right like I it, you know there's a reason why I'm pointing it out and it's not just because it's something that I read an article about I'm seeing it as well <laughs> you know so so I mean you're right but I also think you're wrong my friend um Remember when we were kids and someone was an asshole? What'd your parents say? Ignore him. He'll go away. Why Why have we forgotten that on the internet? Maybe the problem is every third person in the world has a blog and seeks out the negatives so they can drive traffic to whatever bullshit website they have. Maybe if we ignored the outrageous racists, losers, assholes, and idiots, we would be happier. One thing I saw this week, everyone tweeting about everyone tweeting about someone who thought Bloomberg could give everyone in the country a million dollars. That person was an actual journalist and should be shamed for her horrible math skills. Well, that, that is, I mean, yeah, that is idiocy. I agree. But I think we try to drive nothing but happiness here at the, the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. That's what we do. We... We bring the happy, my friend. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's why we have such low numbers. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we need to be assholes and racists and losers. And <laughs> yes. We'll get more listeners. Uh. Anyways, just ignore the idiots. I don't trip down as many rabbit holes as Stork and Pop and Nerd. Maybe that's why I don't see the vile stuff. I promise, no bullshit. I see 10 times the number of articles about bad shit on the internet than any of the actual bad shit. Maybe I'm just winning the internet. Well, here, I, here's the example I'm going to give you, Otter. And it, I, I guess this is... I think it all depends on the circles that you travel in on the internet. Yeah. Again, like, it, it, this just came to my mind as I was reading this. You know, you know, I saw on Yahoo somebody was saying something. Uh, uh, it was like Kim Kardashian posted a picture... And people were upset about something that the kid was doing or something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. But anyway, I wouldn't have known that without seeing it on Yahoo because nothing that I follow on the internet would lead me to Kim Kardashian. Like, my Twitter feed, her name never comes up. Right. Because nobody I follow is tweeting about Kim Kardashian. Right. Okay. Like, so... Uh, without Yahoo, I wouldn't have seen that. And all the, you know, whatever was said about whatever it was that she was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the same thing with Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner posted a picture of her feet and people were like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with her foot or something? I don't know what the, I didn't click on the article. I just saw it and people were upset about something that she did. And again, you don't see it because nothing on my internet feed leads me to Kylie Jenner. Right. You know, so 
that's the difference. Like I, I'm seeing the stuff I'm seeing because those are the people I'm following, and like you know, so they're they're the ones who are complaining. Like that's the the, the circle I'm in. You're in the guns and ammo circle. Yeah. You know. So no, nothing about ca- firing Kathleen Kennedy is coming up on your internet feed because you know it, it, it's all about you know the latest issue of Soldier of Fortune. Yeah. You know, which I'm fine with. You know, but that's why you're not seeing it without traveling down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I'm not traveling down the rabbit hole either. It's just the rabbit hole is already in my feed. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. I get that. You know. If I want to, if I want to find out what Beyonce's kids doing, I'd have to like you know, follow a whole lot different crowd than I am now. Yeah, you know, so that's the difference I think. Not that there's anything with the guns and ammo crowd or the Soldier of Fortune crowd. Lovely people, all of them. Yeah. See yeah. that, Otter, the infinite fucking optimist. Yep, that you are, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this proper justice. That Shakira is a hot piece of ace. He's, yeah. I would know from experience. Wow. Okay. I had a friend. Fair enough. Everybody on the bus! <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that's from? What's that? Do you know what that's from? Uh, Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, that was Chris Farley. Yeah. Happy Gilmore? No, Billy Madison. Billy Madison? Yeah. Yeah, Billy Madison. Not Happy Gilmore. That Veronica Vaughn yeah. is a sweet piece of ace. <laughs> I should know from experience. No, you don't. Okay. I had a friend. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know, it's like... He's like so frustrated. Right. Everybody on the bus. Oh. Remember, he was eating all their lunches. Yeah, <laughs> that damn Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> Being your pants is cool. That I'm Miles Davis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, early Sandler. We salute you. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man. I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Very easy to find. And... Remember, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And as always, last, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough uh, for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans as Dritz is sniffing you. Nice. Give me a sniffins. <laughs> So, um, on that note... I thought I felt something tickle. Yeah. The dreamer (laughs) has awakened. Peace.